Hello, creative people. Welcome to Creative Conversations. My name is Hollis Citron, and we are so happy that you have chosen to spend your time with us. I am owner and founder of I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing, and I am on a mission to expand the definition of creativity beyond a pencil and a paintbrush and to empower people, especially adults, to own their voices and talents that come in so many different forms. This space was created to talk to people with all different kinds of jobs, hobbies and interests, and to have conversations about experiences and perspectives all centered around three questions. How do you define creativity? How do you incorporate it into your life? And why do you think it's important? Then we have a free-flowing conversation and we see where it goes. So I have had the opportunity to speak to so many. I've spoken to musicians, comedians, doctor, lawyer, wrestlers, Reiki masters, and entrepreneurs as young as 13. And these conversations explore the reality that creativity is not cute, it is necessary. People have defined creativity as that magic spark, how we show up in our life, imagination, basically all that we are and want to be, do, or have. So I believe from my heart that sharing these stories gives one the ability to expand their thinking, open themselves up for more self-expression, to feel more empowered, connected, and dare I say, happy. So my inspiring guest for today is Emma Caventa. She is a Canadian writer and poet with UK and Czech roots, currently living in Nova Scotia on the traditional territory of the, now I'm going to kill this and I'm sorry, Mikag, you're going to have to say it, (laughs) Nation, I'm sorry. Her creative writing has appeared. Hello. So. Emma, I wasn't finished reading your bio. That's okay. I thought I'd jump in. It's Mi'kmaq. Mi'kmaq. Thank you. <laughs> no worries. Carry Thank on. You. Carry on. Thank you. Her creative writing has appeared in Filling Station, um, Planisphere, Quarterly, Bell Press, and Fade Digital. In 2019, her fiction was shortlisted in a UK writing contest. Emma is also an alternative writing teacher, musician, artist, magical thinker, and host of the podcast, Wild Creative. Whew, Emma, welcome to the space. Thank you so much, Hollis. I'm so excited for this. I'm so happy to talk to you about this being this, oh my God, you are so multifaceted. Um, (laughs) So before we dive in and really get into the nitty gritty, are there any fun facts or is there anything that you would like to share before we get started? You know, I was thinking about this before our talk today. And I kept coming up blank with fun facts because I thought, I don't know, what's a fun fact about myself? All I could come up with was like, oh, I don't like coffee. It gives me headaches. Well, that's <laughs> <Okay>. boring. But, <laughs> so then I thought of something else, which is more of a story than a fun fact, but okay. kind of a fun fact is I once used the magic of creative writing, specifically a short story, to process uh, and, and let go of, subconsciously let go of a past Uh, best friend relationship that I I kept having dreams about my ex-best friend and and in the dreams I I would every time I saw her in the dreams she would she would say are we friends are we friends and I would say no we're not friends because we had a bad like friendship end back in high school Mm -hmm. and then this was in university that this was happening and I just for some reason it was on my third year and I was just like couldn't I was couldn't stop dreaming about her for some reason Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if I was feeling nostalgic about high school at that time or what Um, So I wrote a short story about two girls who had a falling out years ago and they suddenly meet again and they kind of get to hash everything out. And and at the end of the story, they kind of go their separate ways, but uh, are on but on good terms. And then like that night or like the next night, I had another dream about her. And in the dream, she said, are we friends? Are we good? And I said, yeah. And then that was it. I never saw her again in the dreams. (laughs) So it was like the coolest thing that's ever happened to me with with writing and creativity far that's one of the coolest things. So I thought that was a fun fact. That is so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And it goes back to this concept that we rewrite. Mm-hmm. So you rewrote the story. Yep. And yep. you replaced it. And it literally, it was like this energetic being in itself that wanted to be resolved. And you did that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. it's. I think it's really interesting how our subconscious is always trying to tell us something in one way or the other. Um, sometimes it's really obvious 
and yeah. repetitive like in a dream sometimes it's very subtle and it kind of is waiting for the right moment to show you something but it's always there um, mm. yeah love that waiting for the right moment mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so powerful thank you for sharing that yeah no problem so anybody who's joining us live, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you. Any questions or comments, please feel free to put them in the chat box below and you can be part of the conversation. Um, so what's really funny, Emma, is <laughs> that so the, the would you rather question that I picked for you is mm -hmm. you can't make this stuff up. So here we go. I'm going to ask you, <laughs> oh, great. Would, you rather, <laughs> would you rather stop time or go back in time? Oh, mm, I think I'm. I, I want to just say I would. I think I'm leaning towards instinctively go back in time because mm -hmm. I don't know what the purpose of stopping time would be mm -hmm. for for me. I don't know what I would do with that, mm -hmm. or how it would help anyone else. You know, but going back in time, you know, it could change a few things. Maybe that would screw with things, but <laughs> or I could just go look at cool other time periods and then come back here. Yeah. Let me go back in time. <laughs> I love that. And immediately it's great. Well, first, cause I was like, you can't make this up because here you were in a sense, you kind of went back in a time in this, you were in this time, but you fixed something that was back in time. I retrospectively fixed. Yeah. Resolve something. <laughs> yeah. And it's, but what's so great is innately what you said in that, I don't know how that would serve to stop time because it just goes to show you were like, and I don't know how it would help anybody else, mm -hmm. which right. I, it just kind of shows innately who we are. If it's, yeah, exactly. because we're, we're here to, to lift up and do, do right. our work and affect other people. It's a life's a collaboration, mm -hmm. not just with our friends and family, but I think everyone at large humanity. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's a good, would you rather? <laughs> Hmm. It was it's so funny because it's always an intuitive hit and it's kind of like a strong stop when I scan all of them. And that was a strong stop. So yeah, yeah, there we go. So very good. Very good. So, okay. So let's dive into the nitty gritty and starting with our first question, which is how do you define creativity? Ooh, okay. So creativity to me is simply taking action on inspiration. And that can be any type of inspiration. It doesn't have to be artistic. It can be anything. Mm -hmm. And I think creativity in, in doing that, um, maybe perhaps finding new ways to do something or uniquely putting together something that other, somebody else has done or various ways of doing something and, and meshing them together or putting a new spin on it. I think it's, it's a bit of innovation in that regard. But then it's mm -hmm. also this taking action on inspiration. You get that inspiration, I'm going to act on it. And now that's, that's being creative. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so important, right? Instead of, well, I have to say, actually, there is a time for me, I can say where it's kind of, I have to sit with it for a minute, but it's not yes. sitting, it's, but it's not sitting to avoid. I've done no. that plenty of times. <laughs> so <laughs> yep. there has been the avoidance where I'm like, I'm just going to sit on this for a while and da 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 yeah. Yep. But when it's the, let this kind of feel into it a little bit and um, see what let, it wants to be. And then the action, not yeah. waiting a year. Yeah. Let, let it brew. Cause yeah, you don't want to necessarily impulsively. Re react to something react to inspiration it's acting on the inspiration it's mm. it's which doesn't mean you have to do it in right right then and there uh, maybe you're not ready maybe you haven't thought about it long enough or you know um, brewed or ruminated it in a, a long enough um, but yeah I think you're you hit on something too there is there's there's the diff there's a difference between taking pause to reflect and like mm. uh go within and, and meditate on something and then there's taking pause because you're procrastinating or avoiding or putting it off or you're scared to do it like it's a fear-based decision yes so, yeah yeah that was a very good wordage and distinction um mm -hmm. and i like how you just said reactive inspiration yeah <laughs> basically <laughs> that's yeah. That's a, that's really good. I'm going to kind of <laughs> use that. Yeah, you can, you can have it. Yeah. 
<laughs> Thank you. We can we can share it or sure. anybody can use it. But it's that, yeah, it's that idea of just kind of um like, ah, oh, I'm immediately now I have to say some things. Like I had this idea all of a sudden one time where it was very reactive. It just literally dropped into my head where it was a smashing mosaics. Mm-hmm. It was just in my head, it was just like smashing mosaics. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have up to 10 people uh, in a space, probably my house. I'm not sure where the space is going to be. And they're going to break things and we're going to put it together to make something new. And I posted it. I literally within an hour posted it on social media and I had eight people signed up. Wow. That's so cool. And that was just very, because it just felt, I was like, okay, I have to take action like now. Mm-hmm. And I think when you have those moments, you kind of know, like you, you kind of know that it feels right to do that. Yes. It, I, don't, I feel like with that instance, you probably weren't, um, you're probably pretty confident in doing that and, and weren't second guessing yourself. You weren't doubting. There wasn't like uncertainty. So I feel like in those moments when you have that feeling, it can feel right to just act in the moment. And there's nothing wrong with that either. The great thing about creativity is like, there's no wrong or right way to do it really. Yeah. You just kind of do it, um, whatever, in whatever way that works for you and however that looks. Yeah. 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 That sounds wow. like a fun project though. Mosaics made collaboratively by different people. It was fun. Yeah. Each person yeah. created their own, but it's immediately and why people honestly responded is they're like, oh my God, I get to smash things. It's like these smash rooms, you know, it's like permission to break something because it's, you're, that's usually, you're not allowed to do that. Right. Yeah. Um, So here you're being invited to break things and then take it and make something new from it. And it's very freeing. I like that. And this reminds me of a guest I had on my podcast where she was looking at old works of art and old Mm -hmm things of art that she had done printmaking and she was seeing well what can I do with that now and she like would add another layer to it and like um texturize it and it was like really cool so it was interesting she kind of like recycled or like her her old art re like came came back around again and she did something different to it um Mm -hmm. which was I think that's really cool so it's that's a kind of that's another way being creative is you don't have to necessarily think of something you know, fresh out of the box, brand new, never been done before. Yes. It can be something old that you made years ago and you take it out again and you look at it, whether it's an old story, an old piece of art and like, or, or, or I don't know, a piece of old fabric and then you sew it into something new or uh, you rewrite that story or uh, whatever it may be. So it's, yes. I like the recycling nature of, of, of creativity. It doesn't have to be flashy and new every single time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I totally agreed. And it's, yeah. it's this idea that it's new to you right. as the creator um, and taking, you know, whether it's an old concept or an old, an idea, you know, I've found an old sketchbook and I was like, wow, I really, just to kind of show the progression of a concept, I was like, I've always been interested in signs. When I traveled to Europe, I was always taking pictures of their signs. I was just always mm. thinking about it. It's so cool how they look different, different representations in different yeah. countries. Um, so here being like 20 some years later, I was like, ooh, then this, these ideas just started flowing. Before I didn't so much do it, uh, anything with the concept. I just had photographs, but then um, about a year ago, I just created a series based off of one-way signs. Oh, cool. That's really cool. Yeah. So it's just like this concept, like you said, of this recycled concepts and almost seeing like a thread of interest for ever. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> but then doing something about it. Well, then it's kind of like, you know, how people say, oh, I've read this book seven, eight times. And every time I read it, I, I find something new. Yeah. It's kind of like the same thing with art. Um, and we're always because we're always evolving as people. So you're not the same instance of yourself back then when you made it as you are now. You're going to see something different. You're going to yes. think about it differently. So in that way, art is always new and and innovative, I think. Yeah. And even when you turn it around to being like an entrepreneur or mm-hmm. whatever your expertise is in your job, you're you're constantly evolving. Mm-hmm. 
So what you did when you were in your 20s isn't going to look like what you're doing when you're in your 40s, whether it's the same job or a different job because you've changed. Mm -hmm. You're a different person. And even like on a cellular level, you're different. You know, Mm -hmm. we're always shedding our skin, quite literally. I know it's gross, but we do. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, like we're we're never not the same person at any moment in time. Yes. Wow. What a beautiful concept. Can be scary to some, but what a, there's freedom in that. Yeah, I, I think so. And people always are, well, I think one of the biggest concerns of humanity is that we're running out of time and we don't have enough time and, you know, death is imminent and um, what am I going to do with my life? But it's when you think of it in that way, it's like, well, you're already doing so much with your life just by existing because you're changing every moment, right, <laughs> whether you're right. doing anything or not, <laughs> you're, you're always different. So in the, yeah. in the background, this is always running, right? So yes oh my gosh so let's learn about more about you miss emma so in what i call this variety of being a writer musician artist magical thinker wherever you want to start kind of take us on a little journey about where you've been and how you've gotten to where you are at this moment okay um a little broad i know (laughs) so wherever you want to start (laughs) okay well I guess I'll start when I was a kid and I won't take forever to get to where I am now, but um, uh-huh. <laughs> when I was a kid, I, I did write a lot. Um, that was like my main kind of thing. I remember writing this like Agatha Christie murder mystery story in grade three. Uh, it's about wow. it. I like took it with me on our trip to Mexico and wrote it while I was there. Cause I was like, it's due when I get back and I have to write it. So I had like 20, 30 pages written by hand, which when typed up was like three pages. Cause I was like, <laughs> you know, um, grade, you know, eight-year-old writing. So, but um, I've always written or been into writing ever since then. I've kept a journal since I was a kid and I'm, you know, um, uh, 29 now. So I have like 40, 30, 40 journals. Mm -hmm. Um, I love collecting journals. I do actually use them. I do actually write in them. (laughs) Um, And, and, but then I've always, I've also appreciated art um, and being creative whenever I can. And, um, but growing up and I, and, and growing up in my teens, I did kind of feel drawn to mysticism and like magical thinking and, you know, witchiness, but I didn't embrace it at all. Well, I tried to, but I had no idea what the hell I was doing. Mm-hmm. And, and then I just kind of forgot about it and let it go for like a good 10 plus years, um, mm. including the writing. Like I kind of didn't write a lot in my late mid to late teens and early twenties. And then when I finally got back into writing in, uh, when I was like 20, 21 ish, um, I, I, it was okay for a little while, but then I went through this like four year long writer's block. Uh, I know some people say, oh, writer's block doesn't exist and this and that, but for me it did. Like I really couldn't get into writing. I was having such a hard time and there was reasons for that personal reasons, like stuff going on in my life that was really Mm -hmm. affecting my creativity. So it's interesting Mm -hmm. how our life uh, can really affect our creative, creative output and, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So, um, so anyway, I went through this period of time where I, I was too depressed to like wait. And then when, but I really wanted to, cause I was like, I have to tell my story. And then I, when I sat down to write it, I thought, Oh, this is, this sucks. Who's going to re- read it? Who cares? Like, uh, you know, it's not going to, so I just had this like pan- uh, paralysis every time I went to write. And mm. it was really difficult to create anything in my, in my mid twenties. And, um, and then f- in 2020, which was a magical year for me, I know it was really bad for a lot of other people, but mm-hmm. I was one of the lucky ones. It started off not great. I had just had a terrible breakup. I had lost my dog of 16 years, like just before mm-hmm. then. So I was alone, I was depressed, I was grieving. And then I, on the top of that, couldn't travel anywhere. So I was like stuck um on Vancouver Island the ferries had stopped I, like I literally couldn't leave the island so I was getting like stir crazy and I went on this like magical solo road trip in my car by myself mm-hmm. for two weeks just living in the car driving around the island parking off the side of the road on logging road camping eating outdoors and it was like the best thing I could ever have done at that point and that really reignited a lot of creativity for me including mm-hmm. the magical thinking and the witchiness all of that back mm. um, and I was like oh yeah I was into this stuff when I was like 16 
why am I so drawn to this? And then that just, you know, the rest is history and here I am. So I fully embrace that side and I understand more about my writing process now than I ever have before. And I'm, I know I'm not done. Like there's always more to learn. And now I'm teaching creative writing, which I did not think I'd be doing. Mm -hmm. So, and yeah, I, I've, I've always played piano and sung since I was a kid. And mm -hmm. so, and, but I never wrote my own songs. I only ever did covers, but now in the past year, I've actually started writing my own songs and singing and I actually like it. They're not cringy actually. Because <laughs> <laughs> anytime I tried to do it when I was younger, I was like, this is horrible. I'm not, no, this is, I can't write lyrics, mm -hmm. but now I actually can. So something's like switched or changed. And um, I just feel more creative now than I ever have before, essentially. Yeah. So was that, Thank you for sharing all of that. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> and it wasn't a long journey in all of it, but it was very, mm -hmm. you jam packed it with a lot of really great information and really painting a picture of you along the way. Um, mm -hmm. So I really appreciate that. Um, so when in 2020, when you went and did the driving trip, mm -hmm. um, is that when everything started to change? Yes. Um, yes especially the second trip the first trip was just like a really really good for my mental health like i desperately needed that i was yeah it was like in a pit of despair as were many people at that time and um i th yeah that I, that was when i was on that trip i really focused on my writing and like a big question i had at that time for that trip was why can't i write poetry because i have primarily been a prose writer my whole life and I had never written poetry growing up didn't read it didn't understand it it's mysterious to me don't know how poets do it I just didn't get it mm -hmm. and I never really like looked at that before and tried to figure out like how is why is it so easy for me to write a short story or an essay but like I get like I'm paralyzed when I try to write a poem Mm -hmm. And I made all these connections about like my body and the fact I was disembodied. And to me, I, I realized for me personally that poetry is a very bodily or embodied uh, um, mm. and, yet, and yet subconscious um, practice. And I was really out of touch with my subconscious and my intuition and my body. So I thought, is this a coincidence? I don't think so. <laughs> so I started exploring how to become more embodied and um how and then at the same time listening to my body more and then that's how I actually wrote my first poem was I was just sitting on my my deck where I was living at the time I had like a little outdoor porch thing and I mm -hmm. just sat there and tried not to think and just listened and sensed the world around me with my body and what was I hearing feeling seeing and I wrote this poem and I and I wrote it and I thought oh oh god I actually like this like I actually wrote a poem for once that I don't hate mm -hmm. and and it actually also like revealed something to me about myself that I mm -hmm. had never been able to put into words to people um mm. about myself um so it was a really interesting cool experience and then from there I just like now I've gotten poetry published in lit mags which I never wow. thought would happen so from someone going from someone who never wrote poetry didn't understand it to like a, two years later I now have two or three poems published for me that's crazy like I never thought that would happen um so that was yeah. the first trip <laughs> that, that was just the first trip yeah yeah so wait I have to give us an audio effect for you here so <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna do like a little a little cheering here <laughs> I love that <laughs> yay yay Emma amazing <laughs> Thank you so, so much. Oh, thank you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> yeah. so, so there wasn't just one trip. There was two trips. So these were both in 2020? Mm -hmm. Yes. The first trip was in July. Mm -hmm. And that was, uh, that was a, an awesome little trip that I did just on the island. And then when things opened up again later in the year and we were able to go to the, and we were able to go to the mainland, uh, mm -hmm. BC, mm -hmm. in October, I went on another trip and I went to the Okanagan Valley, which I'd never been to before, again, mm -hmm. just alone in my car um, for two weeks. And that was an awesome trip, too. And that was when I I got back into um, uh, the, like, magical thinking side of myself, mm -hmm. uh, which was 
it happened purely by chance. I picked up this magazine in a grocery store. You know, you know the magazine aisle in the grocery store that you yes. never goes down. Yes. I, well, I went down it on that trip on the, like the first or second day I was driving towards the Okanagan Valley. And I was like, I'm just going to go down here and look and see what books and things they have. And there was a magazine there on witches. And I, and of course, picked it up because I've always been into that. And I was reading it in the car that night. And I thought, oh, my God, this is like the, one of the missing pieces for me. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so from there, I just got right back into into that uh, that way of thinking. And then that was that. And then connecting that with writing as well was just like mm-hmm. it reinforced everything for me. So. Yeah, that was a really special trip. So first I have to say, and I don't know if it's the right, it's the right word that it feels to me right now is to say that's brave. It's a brave oh, thing you. to do from my perspective of, of you were like, I'm taking a trip by myself <laughs> and for however long the period of time is and talk about reconnection. I mean, mm-hmm. connection in every, in every sense of the word, connection to self, connection to time and space, connection to environment, this connection, 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 and then follow your intuition of having like this, a friend of mine, um, her name is Michelle Thornton, who um, is a really great channel on YouTube. And this is one of the things she was talking about was intuitive dates. Take yourself on an intuitive date. Mm, I love that. Literally get in your car if that's what you need to do or a walk, have no plan. Mm-hmm. and just see where you end up. Yep, that's exactly what I did pretty much, yeah. And that's what you did. And that yeah. is, and your world, like, your world changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know where the hell I'd be actually today if I hadn't done those trips. <laughs> um, those really, those two trips really were catalysts in a lot of ways. Um, and it was so right for me. Uh, you know, I'm a Sagittarius, I'm a traveler. That's like in my nature to to want to travel. In fact, that's mm-hmm. I was going to do. I wanted to do more traveling in 2020 because I just had started my online business at the end of 2019, and I thought I, the reason I started it was so that I could work remotely and travel. And then when mm-hmm. I learned I couldn't travel, I I was gutted. So I was like, I that's why I actually went on the trips. Partly was because I I was like I need to not be here. I need to go travel. I need to do something. I've been here too long. So. Um, plus a bunch of other things right so yeah that that yeah the traveling piece for me that like that is that's how I that is how I reconnect in a lot of ways is I need to be moving and seeing new things and doing new things in new places often alone preferably uh, just it's just better for me um, mm-hmm. rather than being to me stagnant and kind of stuck in one place too long I will yeah. eventually there will be a breaking point <laughs> so, yeah yeah but it's knowing yourself and knowing that you need and creating the mm-hmm. space for that to happen um, in real ways. And mm-hmm. and I, I kind of want to go back to this. I really, really appreciate what you said about, because I think people can kind of fill in the blank with whatever it is. Why can't I do this? Why is mm-hmm. this so hard for me? Why is this? And you kind of, we tend to beat ourselves up depending on whatever that is. But mm-hmm. when in your world, you're wondering why can't, I do poetry. Like, what is that? And then breaking it down. And for you, I just realizing of what it means about being embodied and like actually going into your body, which is, a, I guess, again, to me, connection um, and being in yourself and on the subconscious and all that. I just think that it's a a really great um, talking point and something that people can relate to and whatever that is in their world of when they really tap in and to figure out the why. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm a pretty firm believer in, because it's been my experience that everything happens for a reason. Like there's usually something, some reason I think, whether cosmically or literally a reason for some, why things happen. And I, and so I, I hadn't, and, even though I'm a believer of that, I just hadn't applied that to the poetry thing yet. And so when I did, it became like, okay, now I have to answer this now that I've thought yeah. of it. And so there was no, there's no stopping me. <laughs> um, so questions are for that type of thing. And it, yes. as you said, it can be applied for anything in life. Just ask a question about yes. a problem you're having or a pattern that you have. And usually it's something like, why am I doing this? Why can't I do that? 
and then um, uh, go towards it and and you know be but be open about it too like don't yes. go into it with a contrived already you know pre you know preconceived idea of what you think might be the answer because I didn't know that was the answer I didn't know yes. I, I would never have connected that to the body thing if I hadn't if I had already uh, if, I, if I had just thought oh it's because I suck at poetry that's why <laughs> mm-hmm. well that's not that's that's a that's a preconceived thought that I had about myself and it wasn't true so but then it's it's doing the doing the work mm-hmm. and getting to know yourself and realizing strengths weaknesses going through the process in order to to put these connect these dots yes yes and and that is one of the ways you can be creative because to be creative doesn't mean all the time that you necessarily that you are artistic or have to be artistic i yes. think there's lots of ways to be creative and i think one of the ways that I've best utilized creativity was in getting to know myself in, on a, in a creative way by asking those types of questions. Um, and yeah, getting to know myself better, why it is that I do things, why can't I, you know, quote, can't do things. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, why don't I have this in my life? All of that is self-knowledge and seeking out that self-knowledge is a way of being creative. Hmm. Yeah, to me at least, yeah. Seeking it out and not hiding, not yes. being like, oh, that's kind of dark. Right. <laughs> I'm going to avoid that bullshit if I can. <laughs> no, and that's the thing about that kind of stuff is if you avoid it or go try to go around it or turn your back to it, it doesn't go away. You have to go yeah. through it and leave it behind yes. you. That's, that's, that's the case with a lot of things in life, honestly, when you're processing something. Um, yeah. or avoiding processing something, it's never going to go away or get no. better. No. It's always going to be there. You have to go through it. So, Which to me goes back to the story that you shared in the beginning with your best friend in school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even even if you can't deal, even, even if it's not directly one-on-one with that person, it's creating and making peace with it in a, in a scenario so there can be freedom. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it probably meant more to me than it would to her. Like, I don't know what she's doing, was doing at that point in her life. I still don't really know what she's doing in her life, to be honest. But um, it, it in my world, that important thing for me to, to move through, apparently. My subconscious wanted to process it. And uh, in the conscious world where my body lives and my waking mind lives, I was yeah. able to do that with a short story. So, yeah, I, I think our conscious and subconscious do talk to each other all the time. Um, and sometimes we listen, sometimes we don't. <laughs> sometimes it's hard yeah. to if your mind's full with all, all the things of today and social media. So that's why it's so important, I think, to quiet your waking mind um, if you're feeling like disconnected to yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So before we move on to the second question, I do want to address what I did read in your bio just for ex- further explanation mm-hmm. for myself. So in 2019, your um, fiction was shortlisted in a UK writing contest. So what does that mean exactly? Right. So when I was uh, 20, 20, I think, 21, or no, maybe 22 or 23, um, I submitted my a short story to a, a little contest that was, it was you based, it was based out of the UK and it was open to international writers. And so a shortlist means that I was one of the, my, my story along with, I don't know, several others were, mm-hmm. were picked out of all the submissions. And first I was long listed. So they had a long list of about 20 um, people that they had narrowed down the submissions to. And then mm-hmm. from that, they narrowed it down further to a short list of about 10. So I made the short list. And then mm-hmm. from the short list, they chose like the top three, the winners, first, second place, third place. Okay. So that's okay. what that means. Yeah. Okay. So that was a big accomplishment. Yeah, it, it was for me at, at, at the time and well, still is. And it's, uh, it's you know, short list awards. It's not really a award, I guess, but it's a, it's, it's, it's a, a credit, I guess you can kind of brag about on mm-hmm. your website or whatever you want. And it, it for, and I, like you said, for, it was important, like for me at the time, for sure. I was, um, 
that one of the first places I had ever sent that story to. So I was really happy that it made it to the shortlist, even if it didn't win. I still consider that a win personally. Right. Because it's right. so competitive, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. And it's so important. It sounds cheesy. It's so important to realize, but it really is. And I'm saying it to myself out loud, I guess I think yeah. too, because all of these things that we do on a regular basis and these accomplishments that we do have, and we kind of are like, well, a person could look at that and say, well, I didn't, I didn't get picked. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then you look at it and say, I was on the short list. Yeah. You know how freaking competitive that is? Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, making it to the short list or long list even is, or even an honorable mention is nothing uh, to, you know, turn your back at or be unhappy mm -hmm. with. Cause that, that means that that piece was promising at least in that contest. And it's, well, it is, it, to me, it means that that thing that you submitted, it has potential. It has really good potential because it made it that far. So you could mm -hmm. submit it somewhere else and maybe get further. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's like an encouragement when you get that type of that type of feedback. Um, yeah. And it, yeah. And you can I mean, really, you, you can choose to see the world how you choose. And if you choose to see that as a lose, well, I'm a loser, I rejected, I didn't make it, I didn't make it to the top. Well, then that's what it's going to be for you. But if you yeah. choose to see it as, oh, sweet, I made it to the short list. I didn't even think I'd make it to the long list. Jeez, like this is an international competition, right? right. <laughs> so like, that's pretty freaking cool. Pretty, um, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It's all yeah. about perspective, right? So. Always is. Totally mm -hmm. agree. So, okay. So you mentioned some of the things like writing and um, travel. How else, just to learn a little bit more about you, how else do you incorporate more creativity into your own life? Hmm. Um, um, I, I would say making time and space to, to do it is a really good one mm -hmm. with, without, uh, I don't know what the word is, but without, not without shame, but without feeling bad about it. Like if you need that time and space to be creative, without guilt, your, without, yeah, without guilt and like, um un there's a word that is on the tip of my tongue It'll i don't know what you. it is i'll think of yeah. it but <laughs> like if you need that time to work on your business your or your website or your offer that you're making or your painting or your story or your macrame like whatever it is that you want to create that you're inspired to do mm -hmm. I, I think unashamedly Un mm. undoubtedly like unguiltily these aren't real <laughs> words but just <laughs> they're good words <laughs> but yeah but you get the point like just just do it and don't feel bad about it like don't feel bad if you have to tell your family or your kids to please go away <laughs> i really need mm -hmm. to do this but like this is my time now like don't yeah like reclaim that that yes that, and that you need in that space um and just don't feel bad about it like and lean into it and 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 so what was the question how do i, I <laughs> how do you incorporate more creativity okay. into your own life right yeah. so yeah so for me i yeah i i need to have that time and space to do it like dedication i guess dedicated time and space mm -hmm. um because i can't i'm personally not someone who can just kind of wishy-washy swim in and out of it easily like i have mm -hmm. to be like in the zone i need to like if I'm sitting down to work on like my book or something, I'm going to be there for like three, four hours. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people don't have that luxury because they have kids and stuff and other, and other things and jobs and things. But um, personally for me, like that's just what works. And I luckily mm -hmm. can do it that and can do that way. Mm -hmm. um, so I like to, um, and, and also getting inspired, like getting into the mood, getting into the zone, as I mentioned, for yeah. me, like it's a transition. It's not. It's not a switch I can turn on and off. Again, yeah. this is different for different people. But for me, I, 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 there's usually some sort of transition that happens. You usually it comes from reading. If I'm reading a book, or I'm reading some poetry, or reading um, somebody else's piece of creative writing, 
that often mm -hmm. makes me want to write because I'm reading, especially like it has to be good writing, first of all, to be mm -hmm. inspired by it. So if it's like good writing and it's something I like and I like reading it and it's like, oh, I want to do that. I want to write a story about that. Or this makes me want to work on my character or whatever. Mm -hmm. That makes me want to go be creative. So yeah. Um, yeah. So like it's, there's a transition piece there for it too. Um, that, that, but that's, and this is all in relation to art, like writing, but as I mentioned earlier, I think there's other ways you can be creative outside of. Yes. Please tell me more. So, tell me all the areas. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is where my magical thinking comes in. Um, like I, as I mentioned earlier, like learning about yourself, like self-knowledge is, I think a really key part of creative expression in fact I think that was like the first that was that I talked about in my first episode on my podcast mm -hmm. um, and one of the ways I kind of tried to get more self-knowledge about myself was through things like astrology and my natal chart and um, my enneagram test which I actually haven't done yet I need to do that but <laughs> mm -hmm. um, uh, the what's it called the Myers-Briggs test like looking into those types of tests and quizzes whether you're into them or not you know you don't, you know, do whatever you want, but it, it, I just think it's a really interesting way to look at yourself through this, yeah. th through those types of patterns that, yeah. other, that other people have noticed about the way people are like astrology, for instance, and the Zodiac. Mm -hmm. And I'm not someone who easily just believes in things. I'm actually quite scientific and logical, rational minded. Mm -hmm. But if I, but I will believe in my experiences because I've experienced it. So I've had experiences that, you know, they've, they've facilitated those beliefs to grow. So mm -hmm. because it's been my experience, I feel I can believe in it and it works for me. And those are the things and the tools that I turn to. So that's, that would be, I guess my advice or my tip would be, if you if even if you doubt it or you're skeptical about it um being open-minded about learning about yourself is yes. like the first step and yes you know and then once you're open-minded about that you just go towards the things that you are drawn to like for me i was drawn to my natal my natal chart and astrology but maybe other people aren't going to be drawn to that they'll be drawn to something else like i don't know going on a hike in the woods and seeing what comes up but when they're walking by themselves in nature if that's something they don't regularly do like do something that you maybe don't always do all the time or something yes that's new, new to you because you just yes. don't know how you're going to react like if you're in your comfort zone too much i guess is what i'm talking about really is comfort zones get out of it <laughs> and, yes and but like in small steps small bite-sized manageable steps like don't go do something you're absolutely terrified to do if you don't you know scar yourself <laughs> but like pick something easy that's totally doable that you're skeptical about or unsure of or whatever and go do it yeah and to me that's that's being creative like that's a really easy way to be creative in your life if you're not naturally artistic or don't want to be artistic or you don't want to work on your art today or whatever then there's so many other ways to be creative so because it's about answers. expression. Yeah. It's yeah. like the creativity yeah. of life. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's funny. You just made me think of, so I've grown, I've always enjoyed nature. I love the beach. Like mm -hmm. that's, that's my, that's my space. Nice. Um, but walking in nature, I enjoy it, but I get fixated on the idea of snakes, mm -hmm. which is a complete party killer. Yep. So, <laughs> as I'm walking with my family, which we've done just a few times, mm -hmm. I'm constantly looking at the ground and mm -hmm. I'm just like looking and I'm like tense. And my kids that aren't, you know, they're 19 and 22. They're like, oh my God, would you relax? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. and then I hear a noise. I'm like, ah, ah. They're like, oh my God, you're so stressful. I said, I'm so sorry that I came because I'm kind of ruining this for everybody. But at the mm -hmm. same time, it's a good lesson. Mm -hmm. that it kind of just forced me to, the, they're like, you got to get over this. <laughs> and in my head, I'm thinking it is, it's ridiculous, 
But at the same time, if I beat myself up and keep saying this is ridiculous, that does nothing but make me feel bad. So what are the baby steps, like you were saying, to make myself feel more successful at it? Well, to go to a place where I know the place that's outside Mm -hmm. and I feel more comfortable walking around. That's been that works for me right now. Right. Yes, exactly. That's a good example for sure. Um, Yeah, like you can step out of your comfort zone and still be in a familiar place. Mm-hmm. Um, like like you said, you went to somewhere that was familiar for you, but it was still outdoors, which is something maybe you don't do all the time or it's not the beach or whatever. Um, but it was still, it, you felt safe enough to go there. So yeah, there's, there's lots of ways to, to take those like baby steps, um, yeah. outside your comfort zone. And before you know it, it'll have grown so much that you'll look back and you'll be like, oh my God, I can't believe I was over there before in that yes. little circle. Like this year for me has been so expansive. I, has it? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not mm-hmm. the same person I was like even a few months ago, five months ago. It's mm-hmm. yeah. So mm. it's, it's, and that's, I think the best journey of life is the evolution of yourself. So. Yes. And yeah. you gave some really nice concrete steps when you talked about self-knowledge mm-hmm. and about, um, because it can seem kind of ex- abstract but yeah. you said astrology, your natal chart, your ideogram, the Myers-Briggs. It's it's like these things of really learning about you. And then mm-hmm. that's just a little glimpse. And I just appreciated the fact that you gave some nice concrete examples. So thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. No problem. I hope people try yeah. some of them out. <laughs> yeah. They can be really enlightening too. Or, or you know, also go see a um, tarot reader and get a reading done. That can be life-changing. I, I, I go to my tarot reader um, whenever I'm feeling in crisis, which happens every six to 12 months, pretty much on schedule. So, mm-hmm. um, and it's all, I always come away from a reading with her feeling like having so much clarity and uh, insight to my problems and what's currently going on for me at that time. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So before we move on to the last question, um, I'm wondering, do you have any kind of a morning routine? Uh, no, take the dog out for a walk. Mm-hmm. That's it, pretty much. Um, I'm not good with routines. I've mm-hmm. tried to be ritualistic, uh, routine-driven type of person every time, or you know, schedule out my creative creative time or projects, and it never, ever, ever works ever. And, I, and then it makes me feel bad that I didn't stick to it. So then I hate myself and I think that I'm terrible and that I'm not productive because I can't stick to a routine. So I've just given up on that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because my days are different all the time. Um, you know, just because I, I work from home online and sometimes I'll go out at different times in the week. Yeah. And, and as social things come up or whatever. And so then for me, having a routine doesn't make sense because... I'm going to be doing something else anyway by the time I get to this thing that I scheduled. So yeah. So my, the only routine I can say I have in the morning is I get up like maybe around 8am because my dog launches himself onto the bed. So (laughs) that's, I have an alarm, but he always comes up just before the alarm. So (laughs) um, yeah. So I love that. (laughs) And then I get up, go to the bathroom, take him out for a nice little walk, come back and probably check my emails and social media and like just see what's what's new (laughs) who who wants what for me today (laughs) Um, which is beautiful I'm sorry to interrupt but I just have to say I think it's important to when I ask people about their morning routine it doesn't have to be this big expansive thing Mm -hmm. the fact that you get up you walk the dog you go out into nature you do all of that like that's that's kind of a um a ritual and um and that's and giving ourselves it doesn't have to be this i sit for two hours and meditate and journal and Mm -hmm. and and things can happen throughout the day that are kind of it's just being open yeah so yeah yeah i guess i guess i in that sense i guess i do kind of have a routine without even really thinking about it like it's just something i naturally fell into a pattern yeah yeah um and yeah and then once i'm done checking work stuff maybe I might work for like an hour or two if if I have something to do I usually make tea at that time as well I I have Mm -hmm. tea like two or three times a day so that's um Mm -hmm. that's like one of the first things and then like around 11 a.m ish I'll 
make breakfast. So I kind of, I used to eat breakfast all the time, like right away when I got up, but in the past year or so, I've just, I've started leaving it till a bit later. Yes. Um, Me too. So yeah. it just, yeah, it just works better. And then I, and then I kind of treat that as my break. Like I'll take like an hour to make and eat breakfast because I'm like listening to something while I'm doing it. So I like, I'm not quick about it. Um, mm -hmm. So to me, that's like a break. And then I go back to doing whatever else I was doing. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. I have to say, I have to go back to your dog jumping on the bed. That is very late. Is it he or she? He. He is very kind in letting you sleep till eight o'clock. He's such a good boy. I love him. But, you know, we we go to bed around midnight or soon thereafter. So, it, like, that's an eight-hour sleep. But I guess for okay. a dog, he could get up at any point at 6 or 7 a.m. But he chooses... Yeah, I, I, maybe I have him well trained or something without realizing. I don't know. But he just he just, he just shook knows. on it. He yeah, just, he agrees. He's <laughs> like yes, because yeah. one of our cats. We have three cats, and um, like clockwork, it is between three and three thirty in the morning. Mm -hmm. They're up on the wow. bed. One is always. They're generally sleeping with us anyway. But if they're not, jumps on the bed, and um, if, if he doesn't get through, then their cat jumps up and they tag team oh, and um, <laughs> they do their thing. And then one of the cats literally scratches at my husband on the blanket, literally like takes the blankets off. So it's, wow. yeah, they have that's us trained. Whole, We're wrapped around their little paw. That's a whole orchestra there. Of, yeah. <laughs> it's very orchestrated. Yeah. Wow. No, my little guy is, I, I, I think he also can sense when I'm starting to wake up. Cause he can hear me moving and I usually, yes. I somehow guess my body knows it's almost 8 AM and then that's when he comes up. So <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. They are very in tune. And if yes. you have to get up to go to the bathroom, you're kind of screwed. That's when I'm like, yeah, darn. Yep. <laughs> yep. Shouldn't have just gotten up <laughs> anyway. You. Okay. Everybody that was interesting, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> the third and final question which kind of wraps it up and puts a nice little bow on it is mm -hmm. why do you think creativity is important? Hmm. Well, as I mentioned earlier, like we're always evolving, but I don't think that's always inherent. Like, I don't think that's always a given that we're going to evolve. Like mm. if, if we're not being creative, like I think um, being stagnant and subversive and um, sub submissive is like the bane of, creativity's existence mm -hmm. you know like if you're if you're static it's you're not evolving you know if you're if you're on autopilot you're not evolving and I think the cure for all of that is creativity uh, not again not be not artisticness not necessarily being artsy just mm -hmm. being creative about how you're choosing to live your life you know what you're choosing to do with it all the choices you make the input and um education or knowledge that you put into that making that decision that's all creativity because you can choose to do anything in your life and with your life um and that inherently is creative yes. so i think and i as i said i think being creative is the key to evolving and growing as a person and and getting to where you want to go to in life and get getting to experience the things you want to you have to be creative so yes. I think that's why it's really important. I think it's important for mental health and self-expression and your your uh, humanity, honestly, you know, <laughs> sharing. No big deal. Yeah. No big deal, everybody. It's just humanity. No pressure, but, you know, um, <laughs> if you don't, if you're not expressing yourself, you're not contributing to the conversation or you're not, um, you're not, if you're not evolving, you're probably not very happy. I'm just going to take a stab in the dark and say you're probably yeah. not the happiest person right. um, uh, and um, yeah and, and having that sense of shared experience with humans and humanity is so done mm. easily done with art and creativity and I innovation all the time and it can feel very lonely to not be part of that it's like that's another and that, that feeds into mental health right so yes. I think it's just everywhere you go it just feeds everything and I think it is a great source of, of life um, and for our soul too. Like it's a great source for feeding our soul, being creative. So, mm, yeah. Gosh. 
Uh, and so many, there were so many pearls in there, um, mm -hmm. but my brain keeps going back to the three S's you said, stagnant, submissive, and static. Yes. Um, yes. That if you have all of this, this is, creativity is not flowing. You're not incorporating it into your life if you're feeling yeah. these things. And like you said, going to take a stab at it, probably not feeling very good. No, exactly. Yeah. And I, I don't think it takes a genius to figure that out. And I don't, I don't think I have to know you personally to figure that out either. Like it, it's, yeah. I think we all understand something about that, which is that if I'm not being myself, if I'm not being creative about who I am, or if I'm not in control of my life and being free and creative in the way I want to, like, how are you, how, yeah, how else would you feel <laughs> other than unhappy, right? Or unfulfilled mm -hmm. or, um, yeah lonely like all those all those things so yeah yes oh my gosh emma how can people connect with you <laughs> they can so find beautiful me. thank you they can find me online on uh instagram is primarily where i hang out uh it's at it's uh, my handle is at emma kvetna which i don't know if you have links or in the show notes or if you can put them i don't um i should okay. put them in the about but why don't you when after you say you'll put them in the um in the in chat, the chat. Box. oh yeah yeah that's a good idea yeah. um so on instagram and then on my website which is emmacavetna.com mm -hmm. um, currently at the time of this recording it is under construction i'm about to launch it so it's not live right the second but probably by the time people hear this down the road it certainly will be so that's yeah. emmacavetna.com and i will be offering lots of um uh, creative writing classes on there in 2023 um i call myself an alternative creative writing teacher because all the stuff i teach is not what you typically would find in a uh, creative writing classroom mm -hmm. so it's going to be really fun cool neat unique stuff if, if you're a writer definitely check it out um, mm -hmm. and then, yeah, my podcast, wild creative, you can find that on Apple podcasts, uh, Spotify, Samsung podcasts, pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. I believe you should be able to find it. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, you're going to put that in the chat box, but before yes. you do all that, is there anything that's top of mind or anything where you were like, Oh, I forgot to say that before we say our goodbye. Mm. I don't think so. I think, I think this was a really awesome conversation and I just want to thank you so much for the awesome questions and the, uh, the good back and forth. And it was just, yeah, I felt we, I felt we touched on a lot of really important um, yeah. things here. So I'm happy that we, I got to speak at all <laughs> and yeah, I hope people found something interesting and enlightening for themselves in it. Thank you. Thank you. I think I definitely did. Emma, I'm so grateful. It really was a very inspiring conversation for me. So, um, and you're just, I'm just very happy to have met you. So thank you for all the light thank that you, you put out into the world and all that you're doing. I'm very appreciative. So thank you. Thank you. That's so nice to hear. Thank you so much. And um, thank you for this podcast, the conversations. It's what we need in life. <laughs> it's so much so i'm gonna put like a little magic spell while you're putting in the chat box and okay. then i'm gonna say our cool. official goodbye so here's our magic spell <laughs> i love that there we go everybody so thank you joan i appreciate you um this space is all about inspiring each other. It's all about connecting and sharing stories so please like follow share all of this because we need to uplift each other. I feel like we've always needed this, but I think we need it now more than ever, more than ever. So mm -hmm. do all that good stuff and just get the word out there because I know that I'm inspired after every conversation. So wherever you are listening in the world, I wish you a good morning, a good afternoon, and a good evening and look forward to chatting again soon. So goodbye, everybody feeling inspired? Let's just get rid of this, throw away this whole perfectionism thing, this whole concept that we have to know how to do everything. You know what? You don't. <laughs> Let's just do things and try things and realize what we like and what we don't like. It's all part of the process. The self-awareness feels so good. You feel more connection to yourself, 
connection to others and huh be a happier more joyful person just imagine that so you are where you are in the process so you can dip your toe in the water to try new things at a slower pace or you can dive right in here at I am creative and express yourself publishing we meet you where you are so there are so many ways to check us out explore our experiential kits they have everything in them that you need to try new things you don't have to buy anything else but this kit and just explore there's creative shui which is seven elements to join happiness through the publishing house express yourself publishing multi-author books coffee books solo book opportunities it is all about expression all about it and it's again just trying these things and realizing what you're good at don't all of a sudden think that you only fit into one box because we don't we are not made for boxes <laughs> there is also my tv show i am creative check it out the links are all in the body of this podcast you can just click the link and you know what don't say oh maybe i'll check it out tomorrow life's too short just click it see what it's about there is honestly no judgment. It's all about exploring the possibilities, expressing yourself, and expanding your thinking. I will give you the website, which is IamCreativePhilly.com. So IamCreativePhilly, P-H-I-L-L-Y.com. And just remember that you are an expressive being, so own it. I am looking forward to hearing your story, because we all have one. <laughs>